0: Okay. So uh, what I thought we do tonight, um, I thought we do tonight is um, as follows. We uh, I find um, I always found um, it much easier to dive in on a weekday than on Shabbos. Um, anybody else? Easier daven on weekday, easier to dive on Shabbos. One or the other. Same. I always find it easier davening on the weekend and the Shabbos. I'll tell you why, because I find that davening, for me, personally, and the Gemara talks like this: Tefillah in in the Gemara is bakasha. Tefillah is asking Hashem for things, right? That's what that's what it's supposed to be, right? As we get older, right, and we have, um, you know, and more things that we need, so even if we have a hard time connecting let's say, to the Pesuk the Zimra or to, you know other parts of davening, so you know when it comes time Baruch Haleinu, it comes time Rifainu. So usually there's something to, to think about, right? You can, can connect in a certain way, at least. But Shabbos, we're going to talk as we move on. It's actually our no bikkuris on Shabbos. You can You're not supposed to ask, ask for things on Shabbos. Um, but I think in general, I don't know. I think a lot of the the, the fields of Shabbos are are different than they are during the week, and it makes and we don't understand them very much. So it makes them harder to relate to because we don't really, you know, we don't have that connection. But I, so I, I wanted to do tonight is present to you an idea that's actually kind of Kabbalistic. Um, I don't know anything about Kabbalah, but it's kind of Kabbalistic. Um, and um, see how it actually takes us through a lot of what's happening in the davening. Um, and and it, sort of in the framework of the davening throughout Shabbos. Okay? So take a look at source number one and source number two. You're going to tell me what, what you see is you know, uh, interesting about these two sources. Source number one is in Parashat Ketisa where Hashem tells the Am about about Shabbos, Why are you going to keep Shabbos? You should keep my Shabbos, because Shabbos is a sign, it's a symbol between me and between you, for our generations, to know that I am Hashem who makes you holy. You should keep Shabbos, because it is holy, who violates it, is uh, put to death and somebody who does melacha on it is going to is going to uh, be cut off from the rest of Amish. fast forward to Parashas Vayakel so same message do, do work for six days but if you do do melacha on it the person is going to be put to death what's different between I underlined it a little bit between the first and the second iteration what what uh, went to dicto class for a little bit right what is the what is the gender of Shabbos in the first section and what's the gender of Shabbos in the second section switches right OC. he she it's she is a right Shabbos is neither, neither male nor female right but Shabbos is referred to as O C, he it's it, she is a sign mechalaleha <waters> <m� ofieß nivel paused> If you violate her, right? Mosi must, And then all of a sudden, Kalaose Bo M'lachai, you do M'lachai do on him, right? Referring to Shabbos as in the, in the male. And the question is, why does... And this happens throughout the Torah, right? that the Shabbos is sometimes referred to as in the feminine, and sometimes Shabbos is referred to in the masculine. And the question is, why? What do you need it for? Just leave it alone. <laughs> Just choose one. Why does it have to switch? So the truth is that we know that we find this in the davening right that Shabbos changes throughout the davening um, between masculine and feminine also in fact the Vudraham asked the question he asked and we're going to get back we're going to come to an answer to this question hopefully by the end name name a day of the week weekday Yantif Shmona Esrei okay on, on a weekday does the Shemona Esrei look different from morning to afternoon to night Today? So only if it's a Shemeshalim, Shalom, Rath, which according to some of the scholars doesn't even change. Right? Otherwise, it's exactly the same. Shachos bin Chamariv, exactly the same answer. Yantif. Take Musaf out for a second. Yantif. Take Rosh Hashanah out, which has a unique, right? That's right, Rosh Hashanah also. Only Musaf. Shachos bin Chamariv. The answer is the same. Right, you go to the back of the article. Sitter, you want to daven, you want to daven for, uh, for on, on Sukkot, on Yantif, It's the same Shmonesrei all the way through. The only thing that changes is Musaf. Is is unique and different because Musav is separate. But it's always the same. The only time that the essay is totally different, the middle section, right? That middle bracha is totally different is on Shabbos. Right, where the middle section at night, the middle section during the day, and the middle section at Mincha are all totally different. When we get back to that as we move towards the end, but it's interesting to think about and the Vujar ask, asks why. why, why is it totally different? But there's another subtle difference that exists even in the parts of the Shema of that are the same, which is, look in source number three. Look in source number three, you have three times, I didn't bring the whole paragraph three times so it's exactly the same, all three times etc., right. This this actual request. We're going to get back to this as we move along. That we do ask, and what do we say? at Ma'ariv on Friday night, Sunday Shabbos morning, we say and at Mincha we say vam Yisrael, Shabbos goes from female to male, to both, in a certain sense, throughout the course of Shabbos. So this idea of Shabbos changing from mechalaleha, oshi, to kolose bo Malacha is represented also in the davening itself. And that's because and that's the only place where we refer to davening um, as well, I said that also points out that Shabbos has really three sections to it. Shabbos has three parts. Nighttime, Morning and afternoon. How do we know? Do you have that in terms of davening and in terms of? And in terms of, what else do we do three times on Shabbos? The meals. the meals, right? Also three times, three meals. Every every part of the day has a has a tefillah and it has a meal because we're Jewish, right? So it has a meal also. So so we have both. So we have uh, so we have Friday night, we have Shabbos morning, and we have Shabbos afternoon. Three separate parts of the day. Not usually just night and day, but three separate parts of the day. Uh, represented by different types of tilos and different types of meals. But, this, but we find also, by the way, there's another part of the davening where, where Shabbos is referred to as feminine. Where else is Shabbos referred to as feminine? Huh. What? Shabbos. Shabbos Malka. We refer to the Shabbos queen, the Shechina, right? That's because something because the Shabbos Malka is like the Shechina. What do we say? At the, end, at the end of the Chadodi, what do we say? Boi Kala, Boi Kala. We refer to the Shabbos as a, as a, as a Kala right it's a conversation about Hashem is the Chassan and Shabbos is the Kala but the bottom line is that, that Shabbos is referred to both as a male form whatever that means and also as a female in a certain way and throughout the davening Shabbos will change and Shabbos at night is Vayunuchuva, and Shabbos at night is also Boi Kala okay fine where does this come from and why is this so if you look at source number four there's something there that I don't know what it is really now, to explain this point I once heard this point brought out I mean, Mark Penner in Waiu uh, once explained this. he's a master of tefillah he's a masterful tefillah shiurim and he explained this, this point very very clearly a point that otherwise I don't understand at all what are the spheros so I don't know what the spheros are really um, but I'll explain to you the best of my ability what, what the basic concept of spheros are in Kabbalah the idea of the spheros is that God right uh, creates the world, God has no body, but the earth is entirely a physical place. Okay, and the the capitalists are bothered. How can it be that this spiritual God is involved in the physical earth? It's it's not impossible. God can do whatever he wants, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't go? And how can a God who is so so anti physical in a certain sense be mashpia involved and in, and in, in, in take care of what's going on in the physical world? So they basically argue in Kabbalah that the spheros are the channels through which spiritual things come down into the physical world. My Rebbe Rav Yamer and Shalvim used to say that there, Karash Baruch Hu has, I never really understood what he meant until I actually saw this idea that there are pipes, right? the pipes through which the Shefa of Hashem, the, the spiritual things that Karash Baruch Hu wants to give us come from Shemayim and go down to Aretz. So in, in Kabbalah it's the spheros that create that web that allow the, the spiritual to come down into the physical. In a certain sense, the Kalashprochel puts the spiritual stuff in up top and it kind of makes its way down into the physical world. If you don't know what that means, it's okay, because I don't know what it means either. But that's kind of what they, that's, that's what they basically say. Fine. What's the bottom zira on the list? What do you see? What's the one on the bottom? Malchus. Okay, so Malchus is the, it, when, when do we notice the, but when, when God is noticed and, and, and paid attention to the most in the world, that's mahus. That's when we're mam lecha There's Hashem in the world when what? When we recognize Him, right? So mahus is the ultimate, even though it's the lowest of the spheres, it's the lowest in the sense that it brings the spiritual down into the physical. So Mahus is what we want. We want to bring everything down into the physical, the spiritual, into the physical world. Okay. But if you notice also, in order to get to mahus, what does everything have to pass through? What's the, like the, the, the waterway in which things go? Everything has to pass through one other step. Yisot. Everything has to get th- go through Yisot. Okay? So the, the way the Kabbalah talks about it is that the, the connection between yesod and machus is how spiritual things come down to the physical world. And that during the week, there's a backup. Right? The spirituality found in yesod can't get down into machus It just can't do it. And what happens on Shabbos is that that pathway is opened up. And that Yisod, which is Lashon, Zachar, right, male. Malchus, which is Lashon, Nekeva, they connect to each other in a certain sense. And that the Yisod sends down that spirituality down into Malchus. It's the one that kind of sends things forward and then Malchus accepts it from Yisod. And is able to bring that spirituality into the world. In a certain sense, the Yisod, which is the male, whatever, Zachar, is the one that starts the process along, sends, sends a potential down to the world. Mahus, which is the feminine, accepts it and takes that potential and enhances it and uses it and brings it out at that potential into the physical world. Okay, that's what the, the male and the female, in a certain sense, do with bringing that spirituality into the physical world. If, again, if it still doesn't make total sense, that's okay. But the concepts, concepts make sense, sort of? Okay, fine. So if that's true, what we are trying to do throughout Shabbos is we emphasize the fact that Akash Sparrow's influence comes down into our space, into the world, Right? On Shabbos, we set up our homes in a way that Shabbos can come into our homes, right? We accept Shabbos as it comes on its own. And it's about the completion of that system, right? Where all the spiritual stuff makes its way to the bottom. That's what Shabbos is about. And that's why we say, what do we say about Shabbos? It's the, it's the source of all barachav, all spiritual sustenance in the world comes on Shabbos. It's on Shabbos that what's in your sowed, empties out into Machos and comes out, and out into the world. Okay, that's, that's what happens on Shabbos in the world of the Kabbalists. Okay, fine, so, but pay attention to those two pieces though, right, the Yisod and Machos, because Yisod is the more active participant here. Yisod sends that Shefa, right, sends that spirituality down into Machos. Machos is more receptive in a certain sense, okay? It receives, it takes in, and it makes use of potential. It's the, the male you know, sense there of Yisod, sending things down more active, sending things down into the, to the more feminine side, which receives and makes use of that potential. Fine. There's something gi- giving and there's something gathering potential at the same time. Okay. So what happens? So what happens? Friday night. What do we talk about? What's, what aspect of Shabbos is emphasized on Friday night? What do we say? The feminine, right? The feminine is emphasized on So machus is emphasized on Friday night. Okay? We, we talk about v'yanu chuvah. Okay? On Shabbos morning, v'yanu that's when we emphasize the male side, which is the yesod side. The part that's more active. Okay? Um, by the way, that's why in Kabbalah, that's why they say, which challah do you cut on Friday night? Anybody know? The bottom, the bottom one. Right? because we're emphasizing the, 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 the female, the, the machos, which is the lowest part of the spheros. Which chal do you cut Shabbos born in? The higher one, the top one. You saw the, other, the less Kabbalistic reasons that are given, the man, etc. But that's in Kabbalah, that's why. In a shul, what's, a, what's the best aliyah to give somebody on Shabbos? Out of the seven? The person's not a calling or a lady. What's, what's the highest level aliyah you give somebody? So in a litvish shul, in a non-Hassidus Yishuul, the answer is Shlishi. Shlishi is the first opportunity, right? First opportunity. In, in Hasidus and in Eshtibol, what's the highest level, level uh, aliyah? Shishi. The sixth aliyah. Why the sixth aliyah? Because there's one part I left out. When we talk about the, the spheros, we usually talk about the bottom seven. We talk about this in Sphiros Omer. We talk about the seven, right? If you notice, they are Chesed, Gevur, Tiferis. If you notice in the Sfiris Omer, These are the seven Netzachod. These are the seven spheros that we talk about. The the lower seven, whatever that means. So on Shabbos, what happens? Friday night, we emphasize machos, which is the seventh. The lowest one. On Shabbos morning, what do we emphasize? The sixth. We're emphasizing Yisod. So that's why Shishi becomes the most chashuva aliyah in the sh'tibel, Chasidish sh'tibel, because they're focusing on the Kabbalah. Fine. Fine. So this is all good and fine, but I've totally confused you, right, with the Kabbalah. But now I'm going to bring it back to something more... Regular, right. okay. What do we say in uh, in L'chadodi, The first line in Lechadodi. What do we say about Shabbos? Lechadodi, if you want to know, is on your sheet, source number seven. So, what's the first paragraph in Lechadodi? What do we mention? Something very unique about Shabbos. The way Shabbos was given over, the concept of Shabbos was taught to us in a very specific way. What do we say? Shomor v'zachar v'dibur echad. Right. That the word, the way Shabbos is Shabbos is told over to us twice. The assertion there was two times. Right. Once in the last week's parson in Yisro, one time in Vaischanan. Okay, which one is said in, in Yisro? It's a trick question. The answer is Zachor. Zachor comes first. It's Zachor, Yeshom HaShavah, and first in Yisro. In and it's Shomor, Yeshom HaShavah, and And the Mechilta says something very, very important. It says the Mechilta, sorry, for, sources four and five are those two places. Zachor, Yeshom HaShavah, and Shomor, The Mechilta says something very interesting. Says the Mechad in source number 6, a concept you probably heard before. Zachor v'shamor shneiha nemru bridibur right? echad. They are both said at the same exact moment. Something that a human being can't do. In fact, other midrashim pointed out. In a way that no human being, actually, the, this message itself says, A human being can't speak this way. We can't say shamur and Zachor at the same time. You can say yani and Laurel at the same time, right? Right, you know what I'm talking about? That thing with the... You can hear Yanni and Laura, there's that thing on YouTube a few years ago, whatever. Uh, but Shem and you can't say both at the same time, it's impossible. Fine. But Hashem did, He made an ace. He made an ace. So I see very simple kasha. Why? What do you need it for? Hashem did whatever He wants, but what do you need it for? Just say... Shamor v'zachor, as Yom Hashabbat z'kard show. Zachor Shem Hashem Hashabbat. Hashem didn't have to say them at the same moment. What's the purpose? What's the, what's the reason why Hashem would create such a miracle? If there's enough miracles going on. We all know that He's God. What do He need to also say z- zachor v'shamor at the same second, the same exact moment that you think, that you could hear both? It's like impossible. It's a tremendous miracle. So says the Michalta like this, something very strange, but maybe you can give us a hint. Says the Michalta in source number six: Zachor v'shamor, shnei hem echar. So what is it saying? Shemos. And by midbar, sorry. Mechala mos yumas. Yom ha-Shabbos shnei kvasim. Shnei hem bedibro echa nemru. So also, that if you, you violate Shabbos, that you die, and that on Shabbos you bring two kvasim. Also said at the same moment. Let me A couple other examples. Ervas vas eishas achicha, v'yivama yavo aleha, shnei hem nevom bedibro echa. What else are they talking about? Ervas vas eishas achicha. The halach is that a man is not allowed to marry his sister-in-law. Against the halacha. If a man's married to a woman, he cannot then also marry. Again, a man can marry two women. He can't marry a sister in law, ever. However, what would happen if his sister in law's husband, let's say he's not married, right? His sister in law's husband passes away and they have no children. What is his, what's the halacha? It's a mitzvah to marry a sister in law, all of a sudden, right? What's what's a rayos, all of a sudden becomes a mitzvah. Another example, you shouldn't wear shatnas. However, Gidilim And also, you should make tzitzis. Why? why? Why do I need to teach you? So there's shatnez and the mitzvah of tzitzis. There's not you can't marry your sister in law and the mitzvah of yibum. Why are those taught at the same time? What's the purpose? What would you say? That they, they, meaning, these are two mitzvahs that should not be able to coexist. And you might think, maybe God changed his mind, right? There's, it's multiple authors of the Torah, right? If I say, you can't marry your sister in law, and they say there's a mitzvah of, of, of Yibam, how's that possible? You just told me I can't marry my sister in law, so how can it be there's a mitzvah of Yibam. The answer is, Hashem said at the same moment so that it could be clear to us that they're all from Makarash Brachal, right? These mitzvahs are all from Makarash Bracha. Then, no, even though typically you can't marry your sister in law, Yibam is a mitzvah. Even though typically you can't wear shatnas, if is are in tzitzis, not today. We don't do it today anymore. But you could. There'd be a mitzvah. So that means, what's pshat, zachar v'rshamur, b'dibu rechad? What are we trying, what is the, the meddice trying to say, or what should also be true about zachar Shamwar? Shatnes and, and titsis should not coexist. They should marry your sister-in-law and yibam should not exist. They should be contradictions. And nevertheless, they're both a mitzvah. So meaning that, that zachar v'rshamur should be Contradictory in some way, but why are they contradictions? I can make kiddush, zachor, and I can also, uh, you know, not drive a car. Shalom. That's not contradictions. So the Ramban explains. I don't. I didn't put the Ramban on the sheet. The Ramban explains that zachor is mitzah right? Zachor is. We know this. It's the Mitz, kiddush and havdalah, etc. Right to, to mention Shabbos to talk about Shabbos, etc., and Shamor are the negative aspects of Shabbos. Right, not to do malacha the isra malacha of Shabbos. That's Shamor, to guard Shabbos. So, so what? But why is that contradictory? So the the Zohar writes that Zachor v'Shamor, Zachor le'Dufka and Shamor le'Nukfa. That Zachor is more of a male aspect of Shabbos, whereas Shamor is more of a female aspect of Shabbos. Again, we're all going to do both. So it doesn't really mean that you will not say men do zechira and women do shemira. But the point being, right when I don't violate Shabbos, I'm doing the more, if you take it back to other language, machus aspect of Shabbos, right? The the accepting part of Shabbos. When I'm doing the Zachor of Shabbos, I'm doing the more yisood, the more active elements of Shabbos. Um, the Ramban writes this as well, and it goes back to the same concept of the again the active elements of Shabbos and the sort of more passive elements of Shabbos. And the truth is that we've probably noticed that we all have, within our Shemir Shabbos, both aspects, right? There are parts of Shabbos that we just don't do anything, right? There are parts of, because it's Shabbos, I'm not going to ask kids, right? Shabbos is a day of where we can't do anything, right? Nothing that we want to do, right? I can't use my device. I can't, right? It's a day where we just don't do. I hold back. But the truth is, there are elements of Shabbos that we go ahead and we do very actively. We dress up in a certain way, we come to shul, we have daven in a certain way, we make kiddush, we declare Shabbos to everyone, we invite people over. There are ways that we are very active in our Shemir Shabbos also. And the point is that I do both as a part of my Shemir Shabbos. I do both of those things. But why does Hashem, well, Hashem needs us to do those things. It's not for Hashem, right? Obviously it's for us, right? That we do both things. That we make room in a certain sense we stop and we say you know what we cannot handcuff ourselves and make room for somebody else on shabbos and we also go out and we do things that are active on shabbos also and ramban adds one other point and he says surprise zachor is more of a daytime thing for shabbos and shamor is more of a nighttime which fits perfectly now with a lot of these points right? The, what does he mean? Why is Zechir during the day and Shmir at night? So you think about it, practically it's very true. When you come into Shabbos, I don't know about you, I'm typically not totally ready yet when Shabbos comes, and Shabbos shows up, whether I like it or not, I just stop because Shabbos arrives. Ba Shabbos, Ba But when Shabbos arrives, I, I don't like, I, yes, I'm in Shabbos, I want, I can make Shabbos early, but if, if I don't, Shabbos comes whether I like it or not. But I'm the makabal of Shabbos. Shabbas comes on its own. In fact, what do we call it? Kabbalah Shabbos. We just kind of stand we, call it, we, call it. we wait for Shabbos to come to us. We're salvation gets a whole mahalach. It talks about why there's why Shabbos Kabbalah Shabbos and Shabbos is no Kabbalah Yantiv. Because on Shabbos that the Shina comes to us on Yantiv, we go to the to the to the Harabayus. we go to Yerushalayim. But on Shabbos, we wait for the Bhana to come to us. We just make space. And and the truth is that even emotionally, that's probably how we, we, we experience Shabbos on Friday night. We just kind of like let Shabbos come in and we hope we're basically ready, but we're just ready to let it enter. Right? And we're very much, much more passive on a Friday night, as opposed to Shabbos day, where we become much more active. Right? It's now our job to go out basically and find Shabbos for ourselves. It's our job on Friday night, to, on Shabbos morning, to go and do, and what do we call it? On Friday night, we say bowi Boikala. Shabbos morning, what's the Kiddush called? Kiddushah Rabbah. Right? It's like our opportunity to be Makkadish. We make Kiddush Friday night also. But Shabbos morning is the, the main Kiddush. Because that's our opportunity to be Makkadish the day, in a certain sense. So, this explains one of the questions that we asked Why is Lichad? So, take a look at Lichadodi. All right, so we mentioned in source number seven, the lichadodi is right, we said zakhar vershamra bidiburecha, so the michalta writes. Why does Michhutta say zakhar shamar samar Bdiburacha? Why in that order? comes first. So shamar actually comes first in the lichadodi. But in the in the in the Torah shamar comes second. Right, so that's why the, the Mechilta writes Zachar Shamar All the Midrashim, Zachar Shamar Echa Nemru. Why? Because Zachar is in Yisrael, and Shamar is way later, forty years later, in Vashana. So the question is: So then why in L'Chadodi is it Shamar v'Zachar b'Dibur so, 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 so there's a there's, when you go when you get in Smicha and Wayu, you have to take a Bechina with reversal Shachar, which is at this one of the scariest experiences of most people, most guys in yeshiva's life because Reshechta knows everything and you know, you know very little. So you have a Bechina of and he asks you anything, on anything. So he doesn't try to get you in trouble. He tries to ask you what you're learning and you know, so they, they tell a story and I think it's true that one time, it makes sense, if you know Reshechta, that Reshechta asked somebody, so, um, so tell me, why does it say Shomor v'Zachar v'Dibur Echad if in the order of the Torah it's Zohar And the guy's like, Trying to think, like, is there Ramban? I don't know. Is it and so Hashanah says, because the guy's name was, the author's name is Shlomo Halevi his name wasn't. If his name was Zalman, it would have been Zacher V'shaar That's what Hashanah said. But the truth is, it's actually more than that. It's not just like that. So Hashanah said that as a joke. But the truth is, the truth is, it's more than that. Why should Shamor V'shaar Redi Burecha, why is that true? Why is it said that way? It's said that way because that's how we experience it. We experience the Shmira Shabbos, the Vayinu Chuvah. We experience that first. That's the nighttime. That's the Rambaz. because the Zohar says. Shlomo Levi-Akobitz was a Kabbalist and understood that. And he writes Shomor veZachar B'Div because the experience of Shabbos is Shomor and then Zachar. We start with kind of just letting Shabbos hit us and then we can go actively and pursue Shabbos. So if that's true... So why didn't Hashem give us, a t- give us that way in the Torah? So I heard a I a pener, actually said this shot. He wanted to argue, when a Jew comes out of Egypt, right, what's the message that they need? They don't need a message of, you, you need to be handcuffed by HaKadosh you, you stop for a minute, you don't create, you do not. The Jews come out of Mitzrayim, as we know, why was HaKadosh Zalachim Rosh HaKadoshim the very first mitzvah they their giving because they had to learn to become active participants with the Reborn They had to learn to take charge of their lives. So, Kadesh Baruch Hu starts by telling us, Zachoris Yom is Zakadshah. Shabbos, Shabbos. Shabbos can be something you go get, Shabbos is something you have a part of, something you have to actively pursue to make it Shabbos. Who hears Shamboris Yom Shabbos Show? Not those people who left Egypt. Who hears it? It's 40 years later. It's a repeat for the children of these people, some of whom were never slaves. And I've lived for 40 years in the desert with the Karsprachon taking care of them. And now we're about to enter the world, to enter the so to take care of them, so to become active participants in the world. That's their job now. And the Karsprachon says, just a reminder, somewhere it's Yomashabbat, it's the to Remember, sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes you're going to wait. Sometimes you're going to have to let me into your life. And you're gonna, just going to step back for a little bit. Fine. So let's just review where we are here. Right, so we started by saying that the Torah, right, gives Shabbos has a positive element and a, a sorry a male element and a female element, right, and it, it, it switches. And we noticed that that male and female is represented in the different ways that we daven Friday night Shabbos morning until Mincha. It's also rep- and it really emanates and really comes from this concept in Kabbalah of Yesod Tamachus bringing down the spirituality into the physical world, which happens specifically on Shabbos and that there's the concept of the Yisod, the male side of Shabbos, whatever that means, that of, of the Syros, which actively sends things down, to Machos, which is the, the feminine side, which accepts the potential and then does much more with it. And that on Shabbos, we have those two elements, the, the male and female joining together in a certain sense, the active and the passive joining and working together in the experience of spirituality in the world. And that's why we have and, and how, in what order does it go? To it starts with that more passive malchus experience, moving into the more active Yesod experience, and that explains why we start with the feminine vayinuchuva on Friday night, and we move to vayinuchuva Shabbos morning, in uh, in our davening, and then vayinuchuva at mincha why? Because the ultimate is that we've combined the two; we use both in our beres session. The two come together. Right, they're finally joined at, at, at Mincha in Shalashiddis is all about the Moser Mashiach even. And the truth is, it explains also what happens in the actual Shemona Estra itself. If you have, if you have a sitter in front of you, do you have a sitter up there? If you have a sitter, you find it actually in the different Shemona Estrays of Shakris, Mincha, and Ma'arif. Uh, Ma'arif, Min, Ma'arif, Shachos, Mincha. Take a look if you have the red sitter in page 151 is the Shemona Esray of Friday night. What do we say in the Shemona Esere Friday night? <inaudible> who, who are we referring to? You made this Yom Hashvi. You did it. You made it Kadosh. Who? Who's you? Hashem. Right? This is, Kadosh this is what you did. Right? You made Shabbos special and then that's the next paragraph who's that referring to the Rebonus God this is what you did Hashem you did all this and I'm just I'm just a, a spectator I'm watching right Vayichulu is actually our testimony of what the Baruch did I'm watching and experiencing that which Hashem did and I'm just kind of taking it all in look now Shabbos morning at Shacharis Shacharis on page 195 on page 195 it's a pretty stark contrast. Page 195, what do we say? Yismach who, who are we referring to now? Not to Kaddish Baruch Hu, but to us. Moshe Rabbeinu was so happy with the gift that he was given. Moshe Benu is the first one. It's one of the first ones he gives Ami in the desert, of Shabbos. Right? That, that Moshe Rabbeinu was so appreciative of that which Hashem had given him. Right, and then what did he do? The Moshe took them down, and he wrote about Shabbos in them. Right, and then what happens? And then what happened? Am Yisrael kept the Shabbos. It's, it's amazing. Right? you go from a, 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 a conversation about how Kadosh handed a Shabbos, and we basically watched him act, to Shimon Ezer, which talks about how we kept Shabbos. Right? what we did with Shabbos. And if you look at Mincha, sorry, must has got to be a different shir, I'm sorry. But if you look at Mincha, it's page 234, <speaking in Hebrew> is the combination of the two. Right, you are one, and your name is one, and who's like Am Yisrael, who's one Ba'aretz. All right, we are now Tiferis Kedula. Tiferis is a combination of midos. That we now talk, by the time we get to the end of the day, that we have joined Akarash Baruch in a certain sense. Right? That, that, the two pieces have come together, that, that which we've accepted Akarash Baruch, and that which Akarash has, uh, that which we've gone actively to go find. And I think it also explains one other piece, which brings us a little bit back to the, one of the questions, the point I made at the way, way beginning. If you look at source number eight, source number eight is a Yushami a Yishami in Mesecha Shabbos that says, It is forbidden for a person to request things for themselves on Shabbos. It's nowhere in Tamah Bavli does it say this. The Torah mentioned this also, but it's not fasting in Shorch this right? There's no Pesach in Arthas, it's Asr to, to do so. But it's considered typically not appropriate to ask for things for yourself on Shabbos that's the reason why the Medrash, the Mechilta, a different Mechilta points out that otherwise we would have just stopped in the regular weekday Shmon Esret. There's no reason, not the things that we ask for during the week are, are appropriate things to ask for. There's no reason we should just have a weekday Shmon Esret instead of a, we'd add in something for Shabbos. Right? Why do we have to change the whole Shmon Esret? So, the, the, the Mechilta writes because on Shabbos we don't, we don't make requests. So one of, the reasons, one of the reasons given by some is that because it's a, it's a funny thing to say, it sounds to me counterintuitive, but that they wanted to make sure that Shabbos, the diving wouldn't be too long. So they made, they made the Shemona Esri short. It's fascinating because Shabbos is the longest diving of the week. But okay, maybe they knew, knew it already, they made the Shemona a little bit shorter. But that's not what the Karbana Eida says. Karbana Ada in source number nine, who is the commentary, one of the major main comments, if you learn Talmud you learn Rashi, if you learn Yusham, you learn the Carbon Eida. And the Carbon Ada says like this, why is it you ask for Why can't you ask request things for yourself on Shabbos? Because when it, when I start Shabbos, what should I feel like? Gersh Baruch has got everything taken care. Of. Right? Everything I, I don't want to deal with. Hashem's taking care of me. Once Shabbos comes, I'm not worried about the things that are going on during the week. And when you. Start asking for, for you know, bari chaleinu, et cetera, so you are, you show as if you don't think a God was taking care of everything already. Vigam, and another reason, may aga liba. If you ask for the things that you, you know, that you really want, so it makes you, it's rare the things that you're missing. And we use Davin Shmon Esrei and it should make us feel this way. You Davin Shmon Esrei and you realize all the things that you don't have. That's part of the purpose of Shmon Esrei. It makes us Reflect. And it's a reflective experience, Davening. But if that's true, then if I spend Shabbos realizing all the things I don't have, it's going to put me in a bad mood. I'm going to feel sad. And on Shabbos you're not supposed to feel sad, it's supposed to feel, feel Simcha on Shabbos. They say uh, that Roshachter was once invited to go to a, uh, a camp with uh, you know, children with disabilities, uh, Camp Simcha, one of these places, and he agreed to go, and he said he was worried about going. So why was he worried to go? Because so if you know Roshachter, is an extraordinarily sensitive human being. And if you ask for shahtah, a sensitive shaila, but like a difficult situation, so first he cries with you after shayla, and then he gives you the answer. He's an extraordinarily sensitive person. I never met him so sensitive my whole life. Um, and so he was nervous to go for Shabbos to a place like that because he felt like he was gonna feel so sad. He didn't realize, you know, maybe how uplifting things a lot of these places are. But it was gonna be sad for him. But the point being that there's no bakashes on Shabbos. Because Abakasha is a recognition of the things that I'm missing, and it can make me feel, you know, like uh, you know, upset. But the first reason is because it's not a time to be focusing on the things that I'm missing and the things that I need Hashem to give me physically. That's not the purpose of Shabbos. Right? Shabbos is a time to feel that I let shalom in. shalom is in charge of my life. And I thought that it actually fits very nicely into these two pieces, right? Because we have. A response, two responsibilities on Shabbos as we mentioned until now to allow the Shabbos to sort of come to us and also to go out and produce and make Shabbos for ourselves so here too we have don't have personal bakashos because on Shabbos we let go of the physical needs for that day right? we relinquish ourselves to in a certain sense and at the same time we also have to run after we run after spirituality use the day as a time to re-energize and I, what I came to realize is that um, on the one hand this idea of Yanuhu Vah was like frustrating. I I used to feel. I used to love marav and Shabbos Because marav came Matashabas, I could I could I could actually ask for stuff again, because that's the only way I was really really connected in Shmasra. And I realized that I was making a big mistake. Because go back to that paragraph. That we in source number three, that paragraph that we say three different times, actually four times, over Shabbos. And what is that paragraph? I at Hashem, I hope you're pleased with our Menucha. Katshenu secha. make us sanctified, holy, with your mitzvos give us a place in your Torah let us feel satiated with your goodness let us feel happy and with your salvation and, and, and purify our hearts to serve you for, for real I don't know about you that sounds like a bakasha to me it's a, it's a pretty significant request what kind of request is it though it's a spiritual one It's a ruchniyastiket request. And I realized that I had it all wrong. That, yeah, on Shabbos, we don't ask for physical bakashos, for the most part. It's on Shabbos that we run after the spiritual ones, right? We are passive in a certain sense, we let Shabbos come to us we recognize we don't create we don't do the Yubbam Shalom the creator Hashem takes care the already it's already done Hashem took care of everything but we also we run after the Yubbam Shalom searching for spirituality and and to me that's what this whole conversation um, is really about and it's really what most of the davening a lot of the davening is focused on throughout Shabbos that balance of feeling that, on the one hand, the Rebun Olam is in charge of my life, right? That's the, you know, that, that Shabbos, we make Kiddish why Zechel is Mitzrayim, right? that Kodesh Baruch Hu is involved, and he's there, Zechel, in my celebrations, that Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world, that I'm just there's certain things just out of my hands, recognizing that my life is not totally mine to be, uh, to be in control of. That's an element of Shabbos, just strength strengthen Amunah. But there's the other part, and that's the shamor and that's the other part. I don't create because the Baruch Hu creates. But there's the total other side of Shabbos also, which is the Vatarli B'lul Avdekha It's the, I run after the Rebun Sholem to try to find a connection to Him. The active and the passive at the same time. In a certain sense, it's the Katniss Ha'adam, recognizing how small we are, and it's also the Gavah Sa'adam, the ability that we have to connect to Him, the ability that we have to find ourselves spiritually throughout that day. And, and, and what I think is so nice about this is that what it really does is it takes Shabbos and takes the tefillahs of Shabbos and it helps us remember that the tefillahs of Shabbos are there to remind us what the purpose of the day is all about, what we're really here for and how Shabbos is supposed to be used. Yes, as a time to, to relax, as a time to, to, to re-energize ourselves physically also and also a time to re-energize ourselves spiritually a time to, to recognize what really matters to us, to recognize where we really want to be and to, and to actively pursue it to actively pursue it. I think what my kids say them isn't Shabbos supposed to be a day of rest? It is a day of rest, but it's not really a day of rest. It should be relaxing physically. We have to, you know, rejuvenate ourselves. But there's also something very specific and very, you know, goal-oriented that we have to accomplish on Shabbos. And these, uh, these concepts of the Esod and Malchus and whatever way we can understand it, of the V'anu Chuvah, V'anu the Shama Rezach, Abediv echad. And if it's to, to have MS, all have the opportunity and that response, remind us of the opportunity and responsibility uh, that is the day of Shabbos. Okay.